everybody. This is Beverly Elliott. I play Granny on Once Upon a Time. Thank you guys for being the best fans in the entire world. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome, everyone. I told you to listen to this podcast, didn't I? <laughs> you did indeed. That On the main was, show. Yes, well, yeah, yeah. But that was, in fact, Beverly Elliott. It was. She left a message for us, and that was only part of the message she left. We will play the rest of it for the main show of Smash the Mirror. <laughs> so we decided to do something different. Actually, as we were watching the episodes, Colleen said, let's just do one first thoughts. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Smash the Mirror parts one and two in this first thoughts. We're only going to do one. I know I said we were going to do two, but we changed our mind. Well, we'll so. probably do two main shows to separate them out. Okay. But we'll uh, see. All right. So the only thing I ask up front is when you send your uh, emails and, and all that, please put part one, part two yeah. in the subject line. Yeah. And we'll we'll go from there. So anyway, thank you so much. This is, I don't even have anything all set up. This is the first thoughts for Smash the Mirror. And this is podcast episode 255. I really hope it is. And you can get to the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 255. It is. It's been a wild day. Oh, it has been wild a wild day. episode. Oh, so much Two stuff. hours of amazing awesomeness. So lots of ups and downs. Dude. And Colleen screamed a number, number of times. Oh, oh so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a few people did, actually. Yes. So let's go ahead and jump in. The mm-hmm. We see on the title card for this two-part episode, the bug, Emma's bug, as we've mm-hmm. seen before, plus the snowflake. Right. So Her VW, yeah. Yes. And then we go to Arendelle. And the one thing I thought was kind of funny, maybe just me, but anyway, we see the Snow Queen ride her horse to this cave. Mm-hmm. Now, she rides to this cave. She rode a horse, so it's not like walking distance away from right. something. Then she's looking around like, who is be following her? <laughs> what does she care? But I guess looking around is kind of this universal thing of, well, I'm about to do something Underhanded sneaky. and right. sneaky. Absolutely. So that's but, something you don't want other people to see. 
Yeah, so she buried the hat box, but she first froze it, and I guess that's the, her her way of locking it. Right, exactly. So. Well, and right because her magic, nobody else can unlock it. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's safe, it's protected. Even if somebody found it, they couldn't get to it. Because remember, we had that whole issue with you couldn't get away. You know, David or Hook. Remember, right? Remember? Nobody can crush the wall, the ice wall around the town. True. Yeah. Except for her, not even Elsa. So anyway, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. There was already a hole dug underneath that rock. Right. So me thinks she was plotting to put that there yeah. a while back. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. So then she had a discussion with the apprentice. Right. Way back right. in the day. But right. Yeah. Right. So, no, well, it was way back in the day, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was an Arendelle first, and then she ends up yes. in the Enchanted Forest, and Correct. she goes to see the apprentice. He's a busy guy. Even though he lives oh. in the middle of nowhere, people yeah. just keep dropping by, stopping wow. by. So, Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, there is, uh, there is a deal. Well, she tries to demand to see the sorcerer first. Right, right. And tries to make a deal with him. And, you know, basically, yeah. I love the apprentice's response. Yeah. He doesn't make petty deals. Right. Which was a bit of a, a dig at uh, Rumple and all the dark ones before him. Mm-hmm. And so he did the old sword to the throat thing, which oh, yeah, I thought yeah. was kind of forward, but I guess he has to protect. Well, sure. The, That's his job. The interest of the actual sorcerer. So yeah, the I guess my question is is how did the apprentice turn back to a human from a mouse? The last time we saw the apprentice, he was, I mean, in the past, well, in a flashback, right? Was, he, he was, was a, a mouse. mouse. Well, so. he was, but again, he's an apprentice, mm-hmm. and the sorcerer would have probably rescued him, is what I'm thinking. Okay, because the sorcerer would know. And my second question is, I wrote down, what is the hat used for? What does it do? And I just. We didn't know at the time, but clearly it's very important to the sorcerer. Yeah. So that's all we know about it. So then there's a discussion about the when Ingrid was talking to the apprentice about people and being ordinary. Well, right, because she she was demanding Mm -hmm. something in exchange for the hat. Right. She's like, I'm going to give you the hat, but I want happiness. I have happiness I've not known for a very long time. I want to have sisters, and I want them to be magical, just like me. My niece is one, but I need a third one. And so I, that's what I want him to give me, and, and I'll give you the hat. And that's why he put the sword to her. She's like, what, do you think I'm stupid? I didn't bring it with me. It's a very long distance from here, and it's safe. So right. I need to know that you're going to give me what I want, and then I'll bring you the hat. No problem. The the word ordinary was used a lot in this episode. So Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So then she was looking for like a third person in, like when you have tickets, when you have season tickets to a ball game, can we find a third? <laughs> we, we need somebody. And so she wanted to find a match. Right. She and needed so, to find somebody who was going to be just like her because then she would, again, be happy. The the one thing I really was interested in is she said that she was a very patient woman. She can mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. So the apprentice was saying, look, I think we can find your match in trade, but, you know, you're going to have to trust us. You know, are, are are you 
a patient woman? And she said, yes, she is. And it reminded me of Rumpel. Yeah. He waited for Emma, and now so was she. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting how they wove the two stories together. Mm-hmm. I read too much Facebook. I read too much social media. And, and there's people that are just let down with the whole Frozen thing. But I love the way they've woven this story in. Is that not only Emma was important to Rumpel and mm-hmm. to the story of Once Upon a Time, season one, back in the day. Right. But now she's also still important now mm-hmm. with the new characters that are brought in. So anyway, I, I just think I, I, I think it still works and I think it's interesting. Some it kinda, disagree, but it yeah. kind of goes along with the whole thing about a hero. And the, the fact is that heroes frequently don't have their own lives because they're always in jeopardy or saving people from jeopardy. Right. So it kind of fits that she's kind of a pawn in everybody's game right now. It's kind of what heroes are in a sense. So Emma has been hiding a lot and is very much. And I think we mentioned it before in the main shows that Emma is actually exhibiting a lot of Elsa's traits. Yes. And I think that really solidifies it to the story. So, I think when people think about, oh, well, Frozen's they're taking over the show, but now Emma can relate wholeheartedly. And now that Frozen, a lot of the Frozen traits that Elsa had, Emma is exhibiting. So it's now a part of the show. And so Emma is hiding, and so Henry comes and finds her. No well, one else is Right, looking. but she, she startled herself awake with magic. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... Telling. She's clearly tormented and right. unhappy to the point where, because she can't control her magic, she startles herself awake with her own magic. Well, and, and the word afflicted was used in the last episode and it was used in this one. Uh-huh. And when Weselton said, what kind of dark sorcery is this? Where some people would say, even the little sisters in the last episode, oh no, this it's fine, it's magical, it's it's nice. We'll we'll help you control it. Other people are saying it's dark sorcery. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm afraid of it. And so it was just interesting that some people would find that cool. You know, when you walk into a room and snap your fingers or point at something and the light turns on, mm-hmm. other people just get freaked out. So yeah, it's a little unnerving yeah. for most people. I mean, learning to control it obviously is important. But right. Right. It is. Con- so as you mentioned, Henry comes up and yeah, finds Emma. Right. He finds Emma and tries like, to explain, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm worried you need to come back. And she's like, no, look, I, this is freaky. You need to stay away from me. She's and, terrified of hurting him to right. the point where she ends up actually doing that very thing. She hurts him because she's trying so hard not to hurt him. And we find that Elsa had mentioned that later. But um, And she kind of motioned for him to step back. And when she did that, this you know ice magic or some kind of magic went out. And it pushed him back, and it yeah. hurt his finger, and he was bleeding. And not his finger; it didn't hurt his finger at all. It was the back of it, of it behind his ear. He put his hand behind his ear okay. and felt that he was bleeding there, and there was a cut, and that's what Regina healed later. Yeah. So anyway, at this point in time, Henry she pushes him, you know, away a second time. Doesn't touch him that time, but she just kind of scares him a little bit with the the magic, and he he runs off. And then Ingrid pops in and she says look you know what 
I understand. I know exactly how you feel. And she's very sympathetic towards what just happened. And at the same time, she's, I mean, she's speaking the truth. She's not lying about the whole thing of, you know, he saw the fear in your eye, you know, there's fear there, blah, 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 blah. And she, she's being very manipulative. Well, and that's kind of what is her MO is Mm -hmm. that in life, we're all different. Everybody's thumbprint's different. Everybody's different. Even though there's similar things that we can agree on with, with certain people, we're all different. And so I think inside of us, we're always yearning for someone to kind of validate us and say, I know what you're dealing with. I understand you. Mm-hmm. Then that really, like, oh, okay. Then that connects you with somebody else. But she is using that validation to manipulate her. So, exactly. Yeah. And as a result, Emma ends up running again, yet again. That's Emma's go-to thing right now. Right. She's running. So uh, next thing we see is Regina in her crypt, and she's putting her clothes back on. Right. <laughs> now, th- is- this is, okay. So once upon a time, Disney show, quote-unquote family show, this episode here we're probably going to push a lot of people over the edge. I So well, we, look, we, we will discuss what was ag- in the episode. Again, but, again. Anyway. They didn't show anything. I'm sure I know. All they did was imply. Yes. So, you know what? Right. We're going with the implication because there's no questioning of what was going on. Sure. Right? Anyway, so she's there. It was uh, quite the conversation with Robin. (laughs) It was quite the conversation with Robin. Well, when you put your shoe on and he's got his t-shirt on, it's like, okay. Oh, t-shirt, nothing. He had a tank top kind of right. a thing on and and yeah. he's got some guns man mm-hmm. his uh he's pretty fit quite the little hunky dunky so yeah they 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 spent the evening i don't know if they were talking or not but yeah anyhow. i don't know that there's a whole lot of conversation happening yeah. at that point in time there was surely you know first thing in the morning right and uh he's he's willing to you know take her to the forest to make her breakfast and she's like dude no <laughs> It was such that a cannot happen. It was such a guy thing, though, and she she says, "Nope, this can't happen again. This is only the fir- the one time. That's it." And then he uses that oh, Well, wait a minute. If we don't leave this room, then we're still in the first time, right? So anyway, and he wants to continue. He, so, yeah, there you go. He did, in fact, but he did. but but <laughs> it was quite the steamy little scene there. But yeah. what was most important about the scene? was the fact that she told him about the book. Right. And she basically says, you know, she shows him in the book the image of her walking away from him a long time ago, you know, so that the... And then she explained that the book just appeared whenever Henry needed it most. And again, if you listen to our main show, you heard my theory. So for those that didn't listen to our main show, here's the theory. We... I believe firmly, even more so now after this episode than ever, but I I came to this conclusion based on the fact that the comment was made by Jeff in a couple of episode recaps a few weeks ago, that Pinocchio, or August, added in information into the book. And it was true information, but he added it in himself. So I started thinking, well, wait a minute. So... If he's just adding stuff in, then that means everybody writes their own story. 
Right. So in a nutshell, whoever's got the book, whoever is in control of the book, their story is the one that's being told the way they're, they're writing out their story. So Snow had the book for a while and it was all about Snow and Charming. And then when Pinocchio had it, he added his own to the story to the you know book and it was there. And we saw a number of other things. Go back and listen to our main show and you'll get the full theory. Yeah. Bottom line is this solidifies it for me. This was one piece that solidified it. And even more importantly are the events that happened later. So, All right. So the and, – and it was an interesting conversation because, you know, Robin was saying, look, I was just a drunk guy in a bar with a tattoo. Right. And, you know, the, the discussion was that they were saying that uh, you made mistakes and now – he was saying you made mistakes, now you're making up for them. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to kind of broach the conversation right. that Snow and her had later right, on in right, the episode. Right, right. And uh, but Regina's still struggling, even though she changes the story, doesn't, and it she doesn't needs proof. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's the exactly that's the bottom line. Right. So next we see the Charmings, Hook and Elsa, and you know Snow feels really bad for having chased Emma off, essentially. And Hook wants to do something, but he doesn't know, you know, what he can do. Then, you know, the whole thing of we got to find her, but she doesn't want to be found. What do we do? What do we do? Henry comes in and he explains the whole encounter with her where she, you know, unfortunately hurt him. And Snow cleans him up. And then Elsa shares that she'll eventually, she meaning Emma, will eventually realize that her loved ones are the only thing that will help her, you know, they're the only ones that can help her. It's right. not the fact that she's going to hurt them, but she's going to come to the realization that they're the only ones that can help her. So uh, that's kind of what goes on. The two things I really want to point out is Snow is starting to really realize the fallout from her reactions of the last episode. And she's mm-hmm. very worried. She's, look, you know, we, we have to do something. She's out there. You know, we have to do something. And she's really trying to kind of make amends and fix the the rift uh, between her and Emma. Right. And Elsa is Elsa is really the sage for Emma. Even though we talk a lot that Hook is the sage, Elsa is the sage about Emma. And as this episode progresses, we can see that is right. you know we, we talk about Emma exhibiting Elsa's situations and magic and all that and now Elsa's trying to kind of interpret that to the group yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah so the next thing we see is kind of Elsa's flashback to her and Ingrid and Elsa and the servant are prepping a very chocolate laden dinner I want which that is dinner. a huge frozen yes. reference because Elsa and Anna were smelling chocolate yep um, and by the way, at this point in time, I noticed that Elsa's wearing the gloves that Rumpel gave Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Elsa's wearing those gloves. Not Ingrid. Elsa is wearing them. Yeah. So that's interesting. Ingrid comes in and she lies about Anna bringing the hat back to cure Elsa of her magic. And which actually is, uh, you know, the use of the word cure is a, refle- a reference to Ingrid's own feelings of being afflicted with her power. So. Mm-hmm. She tells her, you know, uh, some truths, but then she sprinkles in so many lies, it's hard to tell what's true and what's not. Right. 
the one thing I did want to say about the the gloves is I think they just followed the animated feature. Absolutely, then, they did. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, those are the same gloves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, so, I mean, totally abs- agree. Yep. No question. Yep. Anyway, one of the things, the next one of the things she does say is that Anna's in the dungeon, which is a truth. And, but she's lying to her about Elsa's mother. And she's lying about Anna, saying that, you know, she's the one, she's going to trap you. She's going to. You know, she doesn't care about you. She, she said she tried to use the urn on me first, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, or the hat, the hat box. She was referring to the hat box. She tried to use the hat box on, the hat on me first, but I was able to defeat her. And so, you know, it was your mother that trapped me in the urn. And Elsa finally goes, okay, you know, I just want to be alone. Because she's hearing these things that she doesn't know which is truth and which is not. Anyway. But for sure, it, it's interesting that someone that's so powerful has to use manipulation as a yeah, power. Yeah, and so yeah. it's just, yeah. The sad fact is, I think, I mean, that's a really good point, is she's she should have been able to just go, look, your family, just love me for who I am. I love you girls. And she could have had a great relationship with them because she's learned to control her magic. So why would they need to fear her? You know what I mean? Right. It's that whole thing of she just hasn't learned that she's control. She controls her magic, and if she just was herself, maybe they would love her. Anyway, um, at this point in time, we see Rumple enter his shop, and pretty much everything in the shop is going haywire: sewing machine running all on its own, and things spinning around, and lights flickering, and all kinds of craziness. And he, he's it's like like the movie Poltergeist, kind of a little stuff, bit, yeah, yeah. kind of creepy. But we know what it is. We know it's Emma. And he says, Miss Swan, if you're trying to hide from me, you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> I'm not trying to hide from you. I'm trying to hide from everybody else. <laughs> so It was referred to an affliction there, too. Right. Yeah. And she tells him exactly what happened with Henry and how she hurt him. And he says he can take away her affliction, but it's permanent, and it will take out a whole city block. So... She's so frustrated. She's like, I don't, well, we got, there's got to be another way then. There's got to be something. And at this point, she's so scared and terrified that she actually burns the box. I think that that whole city block thing was a lie. That was, she, that's for her to make sure people would stay away from her. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So just be her. her. Right, Right. isolate her. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. So uh, she burns the box. And he, uh, she tells him she trusts him. You're the only one I can trust. And she really shouldn't trust him at this point in time. She she burned the box. She you know she put her hand down on the box. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And it okay. burned it. it burned into the box. Yep. And um, which is funny because think about this. I don't know how she's a perfect match for this whole thing because Elsa and Ingrid have ice powers. She's got fire. It seems like. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays itself out later. But anyway, back to this. Uh, she's freaked out because she burns the box. And he, she's like, am I going to hurt anybody? He goes, oh, I guarantee you, you won't hurt anybody else. Great. Then do it. And he replies, as you wish, which is a lovely little reference to one of my favorite movies, Princess Bride. Yep. So. And he said, once you lose your magic, you will be ordinary. Right. Exactly. So there's that ordinary thing again. He says he's going to meet her out at the abandoned mansion, which is their the honeymoon mansion, and help her. But 
really? Is he going to throw in the hat? That was my question at the beginning. And as we find out later, that was exactly the plan. Right. So. um, And and he said it's sundown, I thought. Yeah, I think he did too. I forget exactly what he said. But yeah, it was kind of a weird. Yeah, and I did. I asked. I said, uh, will Gold send her magic in the hat? Yeah. And I also was thinking her. But yeah. Yeah. I was thinking he's just going to throw her in the hat because that was the only way to get her in there because the apprentice got thrown in there the last second. The the one thing I you know and maybe Elsa was playing too is that discussion that Elsa and Ingrid had and Ingrid was really just kind of twisting Elsa about her parents and all this is Elsa really kind of accepted it to me at face value. It's like, Oh yeah, right. Hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. But then as things progressed and her and Anna had the discussion and all that kind of thing. Then you see her playing like she was Absolutely. agreeing. Absolutely. And I wasn't sure if she was playing Ingrid. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she was. At the beginning. And then is, I'm sure okay. she was because right. I'm sure she had a. When she realized that Ingrid knew exactly where Anna was, mm-hmm. that's when she realized she had to play along in order to find, to get to Anna. Yep. So, anyway, um, Elsa is in the dungeon. She fakes being mad at her sister. So the guards don't realize that she's not actually agreeing with Ingrid. So she sends them away and then she's like, okay, I was totally kidding. I was totally faking it. I'm like, that was a classically funny little exchange. And again, Elizabeth Lale is such a good Anna. She's so, she really is. She's so perfect for the role. Anyway, um, they need to find the urn. She explains, Elsa explains to her that they need to find the urn and Anna knows every nook and cranny of the castle of the palace, which is a total reference to the movie where she had said she spent, her whole entire childhood running around the place. She knows every nook and cranny. So she knows where to find it. Um, then we're back into reality and it's where Elsa is explaining to everybody that Emma hurt Henry because she was trying so hard not to hurt him. That was that whole conversation. And then we have Regina busting in pun in pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Asking about Henry and she's got the locator potion, and then she wants to go see Henry, and of course, Snow goes, yeah, but you might want to button up your shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then um, they're you know about to go about their business, and then all of a sudden, Emma calls Snow and explains that she'll be taking care of things by getting rid of her magic, and... Snow's freaked out a little bit by this, going, no, 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 you don't need this. And she's like, oh, my gosh, she's getting rid of her magic. And then Killian realizes at that point exactly what is going to happen. Um, And so he wants to stop it, and he fakes forgetting his phone. So we have two fakers in this episode so far. Emma or Elsa faking that she's mad at Anna, and now we have Killian faking that he's forgotten his phone. Um, And actually... um, Rumple faking that he's going to help Emma too. Everybody's Rumpel. faking, and I I wrote down locator potion and button your blouse potion. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he <laughs> anyway. goes out in the hallway, and he calls her, and he's freaking out. Don't trust the crocodile. He knows Rumple is going to put her in the hat because right. he watched him do it to the apprentice not that long ago. So yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Um, next thing we have is. Anna and Elsa, and they're searching in the East Wing, and then Kristoff comes in, and he's also going to help them. But he's supposed to be standing guard outside, which I thought was hilarious. And he's, you know, what's our, what's our signal? How about run? That kind of works. Um, so they're searching there for the um, 
urn and they find Hans, frozen Hans, the Hansicle. Now, Han, right. Now, let me ask you this, though. Why did Goethe crush? And why is Hans Gerta. still... Okay. It was Helga. Helga. Why, why was, did Helga crush into pieces? And why is Hans not? I think because she touched him. Okay. Uh, because she she didn't didn't touch him. Do you understand what I'm saying? She immediately uh, touched yeah. Helga. Okay. And because she was, um, I, that's I, I mean that's only that's the only difference I, mean, I can think because we've never seen her touch Hans. We don't know how she got him there, but we know she can transport anything pretty easily without touching it. So but, um, she immediately touched Helga's face. You know where I'm going, though, is that Marion is still alive only because right. Regina took her heart out. Right. But Hans... Anyway, Hans so. is Hans is a Hansicle. I know. Okay. And, and I believe he's still that way because part of it, it could very well be that she has control of her magic at this point in time. Yeah. By the time she, you know, made him a Hansicle, she had control of her magic. Whereas she didn't have it control at all with Helga, which means that she ended up crushing the. Uh, the yeah. bad thing is, is he's still kind of in play, so quote unquote. Technically, he could thaw out, and he could still come back, and that would be really mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they find the urn. They find Hans in the same place, and now we see Ingrid and Rumple. And he's picked up the urn's magical dust, the one, you know, after Elsa came back. And Elsa destroyed it. No, she didn't. Well, she did. But as we, as I said yeah. in a few episodes ago, yeah. magic doesn't completely die. And I or think that opens away. the door for that little Maleficent step around thing. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, Janelle could be. Right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. But anyway, um, point is that he temporarily traps Ingrid in a circle of gold urn dust. That, that reminds me of the uh, Ashes and Lost. Um, okay. So okay, I'm sure that's a that's a you know nice little borrow that they took from Lost. Yeah. But um, it actually, you know, what it reminds me of is the salt circle from Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. Oh, I did not see. Yeah. So wait, you've never seen Hocus Pocus? Mm, I've seen a little bit of it. Oh, we got to watch it. We have a handful of movies we got to watch, apparently. And I, I like the I like the the lady that played the guy with the lip thing. Oh, she's Kathy, funny. Kathy Najimy. She's oh, great. she's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the salt circle was you spread salt around, and the witches couldn't get inside. So this is kind of a reverse thing where you okay. spread right. you spread the the dust around the the magic ice queen and she can't get out yep so it's almost like a snow globe effect it was very much like a snow globe effect mm-hmm. she kept touching kind of invisible walls yep anyway so he explains that the only person he's going to betray is her and actually technically emma swan yeah so he's not betraying the whole town like she accused him of so will and robin oh but will if you go to breakfast still- with will you is you got to be 21 and over Pretty much. Because, boy, I mean, boy. we've joked about liquid lunch before, <sighs> but no. I'm actually kind of concerned for him. Yeah. He's got a problem. And he he needs does. To, he needs to address He needs that. to talk to Archie or something. Yeah, Go to the he needs something. help. It worries me. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like a whole lot of whiskey or whatever it was and a little bit of coffee. But eh, just mm, hold the coffee. Almost no coffee, yeah. Man, dude. Um, anyway, in fact, I don't even know if there was any coffee in the mug. No. I think no. it was quite empty and he filled it up yeah. with his flask. But contents. they talked about the book? Well, yeah, because Robin stole the book. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Hello, thief. Robin. <laughs> yeah. He's Robin. A thief. He's a yeah, thief. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he um, needs Will's help to find the author. And he tells, so he, they're talking about it, and Will just happens to talk about the library. Yep. <gasps> what a magical place, the library. Yes. And I mean, I'm glad that they're really putting forth the idea that books are not only magical, but mm-hmm. powerful. Right. Yeah, Knowledge is, I mean, what you learn and what you can learn in books is important. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Adam and Ed are doing great things. They are. For the youth and the adults read of the, the world. Read the good books of the world. People. Yes. Read the good books. Yes. But yeah, so I love that. Was I thought that was really funny, though, that he held his breakfast, his lunch and his dinner. Me lunch and dinner. Hostage. I yeah. know that was kind of funny. Anyway, then we have the whole scene of Snow and David debating whether Emma giving up her magic is the best thing for her. And that whole conversation about, you know, remember when we gave her away, when we put her in the wardrobe, it was to give her her best chance. Maybe this is the best thing for her. David's far more supportive and far more understanding. um, Snow... Snow is coming around to being more supportive, but at the same time, she still hesitates. You can kind of see that. You know, and it's interesting. I would think the father would be more throwing down the gauntlet and say, I forbid you to do this and that and kind of enforcing whatever. But what's what's really interesting is is David Charming is more kind of the cool dad. It's like, no, 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 honey, that's her choice. That's what she wants to do. If she wants to give up her magic, we need to support that. And she's like, yeah, but is that the right idea? It's just, I don't know. It was kind of, it, it, usually the mother is more supportive. Like, honey, you don't depends. understand. Depends so, on the situation. Yeah. So I think in this case, I think David is being more supportive, partly because I think he knows Emma really well. I think they had a really good chance to kind of bond and they, you know, work together in the sheriff's station. So I'm sure they, he feels like he knows her a little better than he, yeah. you know. And he said, we just want her to be normal. Right, and that's right. That's you know another version of ordinary. It is, so. but I was thinking in terms of now. I'm thinking you know maybe he's a little bit afraid and doesn't want to admit he's afraid of her powers too. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> you know and that whole fear of failure. Well, yeah, yeah. Which he conquered theoretically, but right. anyway. Um, point is, is that Elsa overhears this, and so as a result, she remembers a conversation that she had with Anna where they were sneaking into the main areas of the palace and they're talking about their mother and father and they stop and they're staring at the portrait and Anna says, look, you know, everyone else sees the king and queen. I just see mom and papa and they were human. They made mistakes. And she says that uh, Elsa's powers make her special and she wouldn't want her any other way. So she is very much like Helga in this respect and actually is... You know, as much as she looks like her mother, Gerda, she was more like her aunt Helga that she never met in how she responds to the powers and the magic and loving Elsa no matter what. Right. And 
also kind of the same thing with, with the whole parent discussion. And I think other discussions as we go is that heroes, villains, but, but let's, let's stick to heroes and parents. Neither of them are perfect. Right. And exactly. they do make well, mistakes. Nobody is. Right. And so just a discussion about, you know, look, our parents went to go get that hat. Mm-hmm. They made a mistake, and that's one of those things that you know when you when you put somebody on a pedestal, you get disappointed. They're human, just like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but there's a lot of people that find a human, and they say this is the epitome of perfection, and they're my idol. I want to be just like them, and they're human just like you. Oh, yeah. And many times, they're going a lot to make of times, mistakes. they make mistakes and sure. let you down. And that's a tough lesson to learn. The one thing I did want to say, the castle interior was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, that's yeah. the best CGI plus probably practical walls or whatever I've ever seen. Just that interior yeah. of that castle was... Yeah, it was spectacular. Yeah. So. The other thing I noticed, too, which I was going to say something later, but I think I'll say it now since you're talking about the interior of the castle, is the costuming mm. on this episode was spectacular. The dresses that they had, the Snow Queen wearing Eduardo is a genius. Yep. Oh, my God. I wish I I wish I was a better seamstress because cosplaying some of those costumes would be oh my gosh they were they were ridiculous but anyway um, at this point Elsa comes back to the present and she secretly sneaks very much like she and Anna did you know when they were having this when she had this uh, remembrance of this conversation she takes the locator potion and Emma's scarf and she goes out to find her. And then we see Will and Robin, and Will's trying to break into the library that's actually already open. Well, I'm happy that he didn't break another window. So, but yeah, Robin is, is Robin's not a lock picker, but he's just very aware he could read a sign. It's open, actually. Which, actually, if you read so, the sign, this mm-hmm. tells us that it was sometime on Monday to Friday. Because right. it was open until 10. That's the only days that it was open until 10. So it had been Monday through Friday. Don't know what day, but it was one of those days. Anyway. Well, the one thing I'm frustrated with in this episode, where in the world is Belle? Okay. Belle is I, babysitting Neil. I would have loved for Belle to have been... At the library library. and open the door when Will was trying to pick the lock. That would have been funny, too. That would have been really funny, too. Come on in, gentlemen. You know. But somebody has to watch Baby Neil. I know. Well, Granny could have, too. I know. See, I'm with you. They could have totally had, but whatever. Right, Beverly? You could have. Yeah, Granny could have. All right. Okay. Anyway. All right. So then we see Regina and Henry. And he, the conversation, you know, he's kind of sulking a little bit. And she you know, talks to him a little bit about the, look, we can keep reading these stories about Wolverine and whatever he's reading, or you can kind of tell me what's going on. And he kind of doesn't want to talk about it. And then she sees the wound. She, uh, he, she convinces him to show her his wound. And, um, it's, it's not bad, bad, but it clearly looks like it hurts and it's pretty, pretty good sized gash. So she heals him 
And that's when he kind of says, you know, I want to have magic. I don't want to be ordinary anymore. I don't want to just be ordinary. And she tells him, and I love that she told him this, because you know how much she loves having her magic. Right. She tells him that he is special because he has the heart of the truest believer. And that makes him just as special. You don't always have to have magic to be special. And I love that about that whole conversation. But this is huge. This is a huge statement that he makes. It's totally the opposite of season one. And I would say part of season two. Oh, yeah. Whole of season two. Because he was total alignment with Neil Mm -hmm. as far as magic is bad. No, no, no. And when... Look what it's done to our family. Look what it's done to everybody. Look what it's done to you. And he was afraid of it when Regina was was making those big cupcakes and all that kind of... Showing him this magic. Look... No, I don't want that. And so this is huge for him to say, I felt helpless with my mom. I couldn't save her. I wish I had magic to help her or whatever. So, I mean, this is a huge turnaround, which actually opens the door to the whole thing. We've talked about the hat and Henry wearing the hat and all that getting into mischief. So I think we're really we're propelling toward that now. Yeah, we're, we're right, I would agree. We're right in the right I would agree. place for that. I would agree. I would agree. So now we see Hook. He is in Gold's shop. And he leaves a message for Emma telling her the truth and confessing mm-hmm. to his deceit. And there's so much pain in his voice. He's on the verge of tears and he's so upset and he's so terrified. And you, you can tell he's just so worried about her and he's panicked knowing exactly what Rumple is trying to do. And he just, ugh, it was, it was really gut wrenching for me to watch him go through that piece. And then he starts to leave and he sees the map that Rumple had circled the mansion on. Well, let's, let me talk about a couple of things. Number one is love, especially unconditional love will search you like a light. And it will bring out your, he said on the phone to Emma, I wanted to be a better man. Yeah, he did. And there's something about that that is really true across the board. When someone loves you, you really want to be better. But sometimes when you look at yourself, you say, but I'm not. And it's it's one of those things where love is a gift that really kind of puts everything in in complete focus. You know, yeah. sometimes you you take it for granted, but I think most of the time we say it's a special thing, and this is you get you got to treat it right. And that it was a man in pain that knew he had something special, right. but then he'd also been lying to her too, right? And just the whole confession of what he had done. Mm-hmm. And it definitely reminded me of there's a, a voicemail message that yes. uh, Gold left for Lacey yes. when he was dying. Yeah. And he left it for her on the phone. Yeah. And it was very similar to me. I don't think so. he left her voicemail. Didn't he actually talk to her? Yeah. I, I think thought, he actually okay, shared yeah, But it was on the phone. So, it was on the phone. But yeah, yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, no. I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think he actually said those words to her. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it was just the, very similar to me. The whole better man. Yeah, I want. I was trying and and all that. So no, anyway. it was it was it was very much a mirror of exactly what 
Hook or Rumple had done with back in Lacey, the episode right. Lacey. Right. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that was just an interesting thing. Now, here's, here's something I'm going to throw out there. We're assuming that Belle is babysitting Neil. We're assuming right. that because we didn't see her. We don't know where she is. What if she's in the back of the shop and she heard that whole entire I was waiting for that. I was waiting as he left the door for uh-huh. the camera to kind of pull back to that doorway yep. into the back part of the shop and have her kind of against the wall right inside the doorway. Yep. I was waiting yep. for that. Yep. So. Well, and here's the thing. We didn't see it this episode. Doesn't mean we won't see it sometime later. Right. And that could be <clears throat> that could be Hook saving Grace. Absolutely. Is that, you know, when she kind of figures out really what's going on. And I think that will come. And oh, I do too. Rumpel will get what's coming to him, especially from Belle. Oh, so. I'm afraid he will. But here's, here's the other thing. Even if she didn't hear it at that point in time, security camera maybe? Well, and okay, so let's talk about that. That is another possibility. Is that Bell doesn't have to be there, Mm-mm. but let's say Bell happens to, you know, whatever, watch a security tape. Mm-hmm. So well, that's weird. No one was around. Huh? That's Hook. What was right. what was going on? And listens to that. My money is though that she was in the back and heard every word because yeah, yeah. in if if Gold's not there, she is right. And Hook wouldn't have been able to get inside. Technically, mm-hmm. without somebody, you know, without shop being open. True. So, anyway. All right. Next, we see uh, Ingrid trying to break free from her little snow globe-like prison. And uh, she can't. Right. So, what does she do? She pulls a Regina. And an R2-D2. You're right. <laughs> A hologram. <laughs> she and it was, a hologram. It was almost kind of like a bell, a bell thing as well. Sort of, but I would go more. Of, I would go more with. I mean, it wasn't bell. It was no. It wasn't like bell because bell. Remember, bell was the whole faux bell was right. was the shadow. But yeah, this true. was yeah. Ingrid projecting herself, kind of like R two D two projecting Princess Leia, mm-hmm. so that she could leave a message. And it was it was very funny that she used that as a means of communication, just Wh- like Regina. Where's Sydney? Sydney's free. Is he's, Sydney not, he's not in his mirror anymore, remember? She freed Playing him. cards with Belle as no, they're watching the kid? No, no. Don't know where Sydney is. Okay. But but Sydney's free. He's not in the mirror anymore. Right. So he couldn't have done anything anyway. He's free for the, the go, go Call Saul show. Maybe. All right, so... Better Call Saul. So the, the, the Snow Queen... Found a way to project out there. Well, she's using it. She's using the mirror to find Emma first, yeah. and then we see that Emma is driving along. And as she is driving, she's messing with her own radio because her powers are out of control. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps trying to fix it. And then when she looks up, she's that's when she sees the projection of the Snow Queen standing in the middle of the road, and she veers off and crashes a car. And that reminds me of season the one pilot. pilot yeah. Yeah. Where she where she saw the wolf in the road and smashed into the sign. But then there in season one, there's a bunch of cars that crashed too. So it's kind of funny. It was like, well, oh, I haven't seen that, that in a long time. Yeah. But but specifically, those other cars didn't crash because they saw apparitions. Right, right, right. It was because they, they were trying to leave. Exactly, they were trying to leave. So that was uh, that was all of the part one. Yes. Then we go into part two, 
So we see part two where we have Anna and Elsa and they're back in the dungeon and the whole plan is laid out where they're going to put Anna back in the cell with the urn. And then when Inger comes down, she's going to trap her in it. And Anna was hilarious and positively adorable describing the plan. Okay, I'm going to yell surprise, but not like a party surprise. Not a party party surprise. More like a dower surprise. 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 To fit the, you know, mood. And then talking about, you know, it's not so bad down here other than dank and dampness and, you know, the mice, which are really adorable um, and very cute, except when they're crawling across your feet. And poor Alice is like going, okay, you're really not making me feel good about this. <laughs> but it was really a cute little exchange between the two of them. I wrote, at that moment, Ingrid sure isn't eavesdropping now. There's been all these moments right, where right. she should have been right there because she's always around the corner, yeah. <laughs> listening in the background somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. then... Except, oops, right. she was there the whole time. Yep, yep. Crazy Ingrid. Well, I, and the sleeping guard should have kind of been a clue. Because right. what's he guarding? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so then we have uh, Emma and Ingrid. And Ingrid is telling her the truth. She's telling her the whole truth, you know, about what's happening. Rumpel's going to... Rumpel's... This is the whole she's projecting. And he sa- she says, Rumpel's not going to be... He's not going to help you. He's actually trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You need to believe me. And she's like, why would I believe you? She goes, the fact that you're telling me this tells me you don't want me to do it. So I think it's actually a good idea that I go ahead and do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, Emma, this is the one time you actually do need to listen to her. And that's the problem. It's the whole uh, boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ingrid has told too many lies that it's hard to dis- discern which is the line, which is the truth. So... Yeah, and I, I guess I'm so used to people people I know that when a story gets so convoluted and kind of unbelievable, that's when you start calling in other people to corroborate, well, get, sure. get proof, right. and find the truth. And exactly. that's what really frustrated me about this episode, and I think just Ingrid in general, is no one really corroborates much of anything. I mean, the nice thing is, is Hook would always say, you know, Crocodile, I know you. And, and he would always call oh, yeah. Gold on the carpet about right. stuff. Right. But no one has ever really called Ingrid on stuff. But that's you know, I mean, you don't know her. Well, yeah. But even Anna would say, no, my sister would never do that. Oh, you just say that. But blah, blah, blah. And she just keep talking and keep twisting. Well, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, then we have Snow and Regina as their... Uh, talking about robin like old girlfriends having this yeah, conversation you know enemies to frenemies but i think it was more like friends right because snow looked at her and said so robin you guys you guys huh huh like wow <laughs> okay <laughs> all right then yeah so then they're they're talking but then david explains what's going on and how emma is going to get rid of her powers and Regina freaks out and she's like, it's not like getting rid of an old pair of Jimmy Choo's. Right. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Well, and then Regina pulled uh, one of the lines out of um, uh, Jurassic Park. She said, this could be the worst decision you've ever made. Right, right. You know? That's funny. So, but the, And then they said, look, we support our daughter. Right. And she's like, I understand that, but this is not a good idea. And then she's like, you guys, this is... 
This is not the thing. What if what if getting rid of her powers is actually the worst thing that could ever happen? And that she eventually convinces them that they need to go find her. So yay. That's, and that, and that's what I that's another thing that was kind of frustrating is but, but it it's part of drama is they split the group at, into parts and certain parts make a certain decision mm-hmm. based on them. But then you get another person with them and it, they bring more of a larger view of that situation well, sure. and then the the decision changes and but they're all split up hooks away over here the, and and so i mean that's why i like regina talking to snow and charming is yeah. like look you need to see it from another perspective you're you're kind of seeing it from the daughter part but i'm telling you magic is who she is part of who she is yeah, yeah. i mean you know, so exactly. No, I love that. That was a great conversation that the three of them had. And I do love that, that they're ready to go after her. And then all of a sudden they look down and they go, wait, 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 where's the locator potion? And the locator potion was rushed in Regina earlier. And exactly. Yeah. So at that point in time, Elsa, they also noticed that Elsa's gone and yeah, she's out following the scarf that she put the locator potion on. Well, and I also wrote down right before they left is that uh, that Regina said she was trying to explain about Emma and magic and what made her special. And mm-hmm. she said the story book made Henry special. Right. Because she knew it's that book, not Brooke. book. Yeah. So <laughs> and because she knew that Snow gave that book to him. Right. It just appeared. Right. And in, in her closet. Again, that was all part of the whole convincing part. She was right. very, very good at convincing them because she explained to them, you know, the reality of what they had done and what it meant for Emma to have that. And it was great that she just had that conversation with Henry to explain to him how special he was. So it was all perfect timing. And no. she said it opened up a whole new world to him. Exactly. So, and that was what I think kind of convinced them to go. But yep. anyway, uh, next thing we see is Ingrid and Anna and... Ingrid casts, well, she has this conversation with Anna after she shackles her and makes her tell her the story of the The Norse king, Norse king. Right. Right. And the whole shattered site. Right. Story, which is truthfully the origins of the original Snow Queen legend Mm -hmm. or story. Yep. This is very similar. There's some details that have been changed a little bit, but that, that was essentially the, gist of the original snow queen so she has gerda or gerda wow she has anna retelling her that story so that she understands exactly what's happening and then she casts the shattered sight spell on anna Mm because she has she only needs you know a small piece of the mirror for that one you know person which again that should have been a huge clue that mirror was shattered and had one piece missing and i kept looking at the missing piece and i'm thinking to myself what's what's that missing piece it didn't dawn on me that that would be something that she would use until i saw that so that kind of makes sense what was interesting is the way that it showed the way they showed the shattered sight going into anna's eye that Mm -hmm. was creepy and weird i'm thinking to myself anna don't look at it (laughs) Yeah. Of course, everything was in slow motion, I'm sure. But I'm like thinking to myself, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Just look away. Look away. But when it froze her eye like that, it looked very much to me like what the ghostwriter does to the bad guys in the movie Ghostwriter when he basically shows them all their evil. It turns their eyes into like burns and turns them into charcoal kind of. Okay. It's creepy. But it was 
the way she did it was similar in that it froze over her eyes, her, her eyes, mm-hmm. her eyes. Anyway. Um, so then we see Emma arriving at the mansion and Hook's messages get there at the same time she does, only her phone is in the car. Right. So that was like, mm. yeah. she's not, she's not getting the messages. Uh, Charmings and Regina track Emma's spin out and... I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, she spun out right here. Then she got out, and then she got back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you know this? She's a tracker. She's a she, genius she, she tracker. people. Apparently. Wow, she's really good, especially on a wet road that's not dirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just think that's – it's kind of – when it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how Prince Humperdinck tracked the movements of – uh, Inigo Montoya and uh, Wesley from Princess Bride. Okay. I don't... Oh, it was hilarious. Okay. He talks about it as if he was there and he has no idea and all it is is just a bunch of footprints and the dirt and there's no way of knowing what... It's mm. all over the place. He kind of... Anyway, if you've seen Princess Bride, you know what I'm talking about. I know. It's inconceivable. And- oh, my gosh. We're going to have to have a movie marathon and I'm going to have to chain you down to watch these movies. I've watched They're many awesome. movies. Yeah, that you haven't seen you- a lot that you need to. Right. Right. Anywho. I, I love the Snow and Regina discussion down oh, the road. Absolutely. And because well, then they start they decide, oh, we can walk on foot from here. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. Drive. Keep yeah. driving. You're no, wasting no, no. time. You need to walk and talk. It was it was great. It was I love the conversation. That was a fantastic conversation. But I did, I was like, come on guys, get in the truck and drive the rest of the way. So, anyway. so let's let's talk about this for a second. You know, yeah. whether you go to church, whether you don't go to church, well, whatever you do, your circle of friends, there's always that couple mm-hmm. that's like the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. They're always happy, smiling, things are going well. Mm-hmm. And then you start to talk to them and then they go, man, we almost busted up last month or we've had rough times. Like I never knew. Yeah. And th- that's really what was so cool about Regina talking to snow, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you guys, you, you never have a bad day, a bad moment, bad, whatever. And snow's like, no, no, no. We, we've had some rough times and a lot of them have been caused by you, but you know, <laughs> we've got through. Yeah. It's cause we have hope. Right. You know? And then Regina, you know, snarks at her and rolls her eyes and say, look, you know, you get money from the hope. You get a quarter you know. from, from the hope commission every right. time you say that. But I, I love that discussion. Again, it really kind of deconstructs that whole idea of a fairy tale perfection. Everything's perfect. Everybody mm-hmm. gets along all yeah. the time. Yeah. And that's not the case. I mean, if you look back through the whole Snow and Charming relationship on Neverland, there were right. some hard times. There were some hard truths. Yeah. When she said, I want to have a baby, I feel like I missed out. That yeah. crushed Emma. Yeah. You know, and there's moments along the way when Charming held back all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When he was hurt, mm-hmm. it didn't tell her. Hook yeah. knew. Yeah. But Charming didn't tell her. Yeah. So all these different things, no one is perfect. We talked about parents. Now we're talking about relationships. The people that you think are whatever. And that's why I love Snow talking to Regina and say, look, you can change your life. You can do whatever you want. You know? And so... It was a it was a fantastic conversation. It really was, and I love the fact that it just solidifies their friendship even more than than everything that's happened before, because they do have that relationship now, and I love that they're deepening that bond. So that was really good. Now, 
I will say this. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going to go with this. Uh-huh. Regina is like, okay, but I, you know, kind of, she's like, slept with a married man. Right. And Snow's response, guess what? I have two. Like, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. All right. We're admitting, we're admitting faults now. We're admitting things that, you know, are... Yeah. Exactly on mm-hmm. the on the up and up here. Right. Okay. And in the next breath, then Snow talks to her about how you can earn forgiveness. Right. right. And it's a chance for grace. Yes. Right. Okay. And so you know, and the- that's actually true. I don't want to joke about that. No, that it that okay. is the truth. Yeah. Obviously, you need to ask for forgiveness for if you've done something that you're not supposed right. to have done. Right. That's right. what we're taught. Most folks understand and know the tenets of most religions is that if you've wronged somebody, you are supposed to ask for forgiveness. If, if you, you beg forgiveness of God or who our law or right. whoever you mm-hmm. worship, yep. that's the whole point is you are supposed to ask forgiveness and then that earns you grace essentially. Right. Right. So it's kind of the same principle. She's saying, look, you know, you're human. We make mistakes. Guess mm-hmm. what? We're not all good and we're not all bad either. Right. And I love the fact that she actually pointed out, she goes, look, you've seen my heart. Mm-hmm. You know better than anybody that it's it's not completely, you know, pure. She says, so, you know, give yourself a break. You can you can have your happy ending. You can have it. It is there for you. It may not happen right away, but it's there for you and you need to do it. And she, it, again, that whole conversation solidified even more for me, my theory about the fact that this book is not written by any one right. person. It's right. written by all of them. It's yeah. their own story and you have to embrace it and believe that story for yourself and in order for it to kind of come true. And some people really don't like the soap opera-ish dramatic parts, but I'm telling you, it, it's first of all, I love the mythology of this show. Mm-hmm. But the second thing, I love the humanity oh, of this show. Huge humanity. When we can take the Beauty and the Beast out of the animated feature, put them in real life, and have them really deal with who they are, mm-hmm. what they've gotten themselves into, and how to work it out. Oh my gosh, that's really... Oh, yeah, it's spectacular. Anyway, so. so at this moment in time, we now hear Robin calling Regina. And he found he a mysterious found page, something, yeah, something yeah. in his bag. Exactly, exactly. And I wasn't sure if that was his bag or if it was Will's. At the moment, at that time, I wasn't quite sure. I thought it was Will's bag. And I thought, okay, did Will find something, you know, I didn't know if it was the page because remember Will had a page on him when he was found in the True. It, right, he was right. jailed mm-hmm. and it was Red Alice Queen. In Wonderland. Right. right. So I didn't know if it was that again or if it was something else. So I love the fact that Regina is like mm. Snow says, Go. We've got this. Mm-hmm. Just go. So she returns. Uh now we see Emma going inside the mansion and having the talk with Gold. And they had a similar conversation that we had. It's yeah. really up to you. It's your choice. It's your choice. But, you know, I don't want to do that. And basically, she wanted a guarantee. And is like, I I have no guarantee. Right. But if you go in there, you're not going to hurt anybody else. Right. So, but what what does it all, you know, entail? And he's like, mm, you know, so. I've, I've 
cast the spell for, you know, taking this away from you, but well, is it going to hurt me? I can't guarantee that, but you won't hurt anybody else. Right. And then she finally thinks about it for a minute. And I'm like, yes, think, think this through. Do not, do not just go for what he says. And she asks him what he would do. And right. he tells her, basically, don't trust me because I wouldn't go in there. And, and then <laughs> we then have... he explains why. Right. Because he says, I would choose power every time over everything else, including love. But you wouldn't. But you wouldn't. You make the you right will, choice. Right. You will do the right thing. Right. And that's when she kind of feels like, okay. And then she says, thank you. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then we see Hook outside running up. And Gold stops him again. Right. Ah! Okay. I've always had a thing for Rumple. You you know I have. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really wanting somebody to put him in his place a little bit right now. You're not the only one. That's That's the new kind of shift on social media is there's a lot of people saying, I don't like Rumple much anymore. He's really bad he's so. he's making bad decisions and he's continuing to do so it's right. kind of like he hasn't learned a single lesson that anybody's ever taught him mm-hmm. where if he just believes in love and the goodness and hope and things he would have everything he needs he he doesn't he's not buying into it and so he traps hook yeah. and then the worst part is he actually mocks him and taunts him about Mila. Right. And I wanted to smack Rumple really hard. I know. I really did. And I love Rumple and Robert Carlyle. Wow, genius. Still love Robert Carlyle. I know. <laughs> but he and and again, a testament to his acting abilities because he makes us really want to hate him right now. Cuz Rumple, I wanted to smack the crap out of him. I know. I'm trying to find the good in him and I'm still not I'm not seeing it anymore and it's really really sad. And that's and you're not the only one. And I think a lot of these characters in this show, they do have this swing. You know, some people really like the evil Regina and they really don't like Regina now because she's so good. And so there's people that really like the good Rumple. We know a lot of people mm-hmm. who feel that way. Absolutely. But now he's going more dark and there's a lot of people that are really, I don't like him much anymore. Yeah, he's going really so, dark. But anyway, he, uh, he, he's out there taunting Hook. And while this is going on, Elsa gets in the house and she goes inside and then we see her flashback again, her and Elsa or her and Anna. And Anna is now because she's been cursed by a shattered sight. Shattered sight, Anna. Right. She's now bitter and very mean spirited. And she's actually what she's saying is true, though. She's telling the truth to Elsa, but it's a dark, twisty truth. Well, and that's an interesting conversation. I don't really want to go deep with this, but I just want to say there's there's the truth and then there's the blatant truth that if you really took the complete gloves off mm-hmm. and told everyone the truth about them, you would have no friends. Yeah, that's true. But if you say it in a nice way, well, I, I think you could tell the truth, but... You can, people say, well, then that's not honest. Oh, it is honest. But you cannot, it's like dropping a piano on somebody. Sometimes the truth can be that way. There's, there's what we call the ugly truth. Right. 
And there's the honest truth. And I think there's a difference between the ugly truth and the honest truth. The ugly truth, for me, my personal opinion of what I think the ugly truth is, the ugly truth is telling somebody how they made you feel but blaming them for it. Yeah. Whereas I think the honest truth is just saying, look, this is how I feel. These actions, they made me feel this way. Right. Whereas the other truth is, you you did this to me. You made me feel this way. There's an accusatory part of the ugly truth where there is a, a I need you to know how I feel. Yeah. How that made me feel. How you, I want, in other words, I want you to understand what your actions have done. And this was ugly truth. Well, and I think, too, that when the truth is mixed with harsh emotions, Mm -hmm. then it can be very painful. But if you tell the truth with the kindness and say, listen, you, you did this to me, and this is what it felt like. Just so that you understand what I felt when you did that to me instead of like you were saying. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So that was that was kind of a really tough thing to watch. And then Ingrid said uh, that that was her deepest, darkest emotions. So she admits wholeheartedly that she did cast the spell on Anna. And that was really kind of tough because at that point in time she's they're still having the conversation and in this whole entire thing elsa turns to anna and says look no matter what happens i still love you and she says this as anna is trapping her in the urn and ingrid freaks out completely freaks out because that was so not part of the plan at all right very unpredictable she didn't expect that to happen and so then she gets angry and she freezes Anna, Christoph, because Christoph, of course, runs right. in and tries to defend and help. And very sweet of him, but a little misguided. And she then freezes all of Arendelle and then leaves with the urn. Yep. So so Elsa's in the urn now. Yep. And Anna and Christoph and the rest of the palace Arendelle and wherever frozen, is frozen. Which is where she is right now. She's okay. frozen. All right. She's frozen somewhere, right? Yeah. Think about that. If Hans was frozen and kept in the in the wardrobe, he might still be frozen in the wardrobe. So the bad thing is, which is if why they can hear her heartbeat. She's okay. frozen but not shattered. Right. So she's not completely dead. So let let's talk about this. If somehow and, somebody thaws everything, mm-hmm. even the people that are frozen. They're going to thaw Hans, Kristoff, and Anna sure. in that mansion, castle sure. place. Where, well, wherever they so are So that now. could be very bad. It could theoretically be very, very bad. But also, just to point out, because I think it's important to note, is that Elsa, as, even as she was being put into the urn, telling Anna that she loved mm-hmm. her, yep. that's what thawed Anna's sight, her shattered sight. That's what... Lifted the curse. Okay, because uh, she did uh, say, "Wait, what?" I thought I thought it was because oh. she she put her in the urn. Nope. It was okay. because right. it was because Elsa said, "I love you," mm-hmm. even as she was being put into the urn. Okay, right. So, so now we see Elsa and Emma 
and Elsa is basically telling her, look, don't do this. Right. It's not just your loved ones that you're, you know, that you need their, it's not that you need their acceptance. That's not going to save you. I had the same problem and I didn't realize it until I came here and I didn't have Anna and I still managed to learn how to control my magic. I learned how to control my magic because I have embraced who I am right. and you need to embrace this is who you are. And then she starts to go towards her and she's like, Emma's freaking out going, no, 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 I'm going to hurt you. She's like, you know what? I trust you. I'm willing to take a chance. I'm willing to take that risk. And so she basically risks her life for Emma, somebody mm-hmm. she's known for maybe a week yep. and manages to calm her down. I was like, oh, thank God. So she mellowed Emma out, got Emma to accept who she is. And she, she even said, she goes, look, this is, this is all you. But this is who you are. You need to control this. You have control of it. You need to accept this. Once you accept this, then your loved ones, they will love you anyway. They, they do. But you need to accept yourself. So that will, that will help you control it. So that was, that was pretty awesome. When they held hands and we saw the... It looks like the the curse or something was broke. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it it looked like a it friendship the, bond. It turned off the hat, is what it did. Okay, it turned right. the hat off, is what I believe. Because that's when outside Hook and Rumple are watching, yeah. and then we see Rumple realizing that, and Hook too, realizing that Emma didn't do what she was supposed to do, mm-hmm. and Rumple. Yeah, I know. Rumple does one of the worst things, yeah, ever. Right. He explains why he needed to do it, and explains exactly what Ingrid told him, which is he needed to take the heart of the person who knew him before he was ever the Dark One, mm-hmm. and that was. Yeah, because he said everybody else is dead. Everybody else is dead. You're my oldest friend. Yeah. Ugh, that. Yeah. I was so frustrated. I'm like screaming no at the team. You heard me. I know. I think I the neighbors was, heard you. Uh, probably. The dog I was heard you. so yeah. not happy with that. So not okay with that. So not okay with Rumple. He needs a timeout. Yeah, so now he's going to control Hook. To find another person to go in the hat. Yep. Good luck with that. I'm, you know, Maleficent's on the list. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what, what else uh-huh. he can do. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So then we have. He needs to go in the hat. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of my favorite M&M's commercial. Yeah. You get in the bowl. Right. I want to say to him, you get in the hat. All right. So then so, we have uh, the flashback, and it's Rumpel and Ingrid, and he's got Anna's Nel. Nel- necklace right he then also walked in as ingrid was taking elsa's memories using the troll Hmm. thing the troll rock okay so he was taking elsa's memories so she wouldn't remember what happened because he wanted she wanted to start with the you know fresh start got it um he took the urn and she freaked again and told her the deal was that they had to exchange the urn for the hat. 
Simple as that. Simple as that. And yeah. all she has to do is call his name three times. Like which Beetlejuice. Is Beetlejuice or a callback to actually his origin story, right. the Rumpelstiltskin origin story of guessing his name three guesses. Yep. And yep. so that was kind of funny. Um, and so then he poofs, whisks himself away. Now, so Emma and Hook reunite and embrace and kiss. Yep. And then he says, calm down, Tiger. We have visitors here. She mm-hmm. says that, yeah, to him. And the the one question I have, what about the message on the phone? Hook took, I mean, Rumpel took the phone. But, okay. Rumpel took her phone. Okay. And my other question is, how can he feel without a heart? Graham was able to feel without okay. the heart. I'm just, all right. Their soul. Remember, their soul feels. Okay. Because Regina can have her heart outside her body and she still feels. So he's clearly not himself. Right. And Emma figures this out and realizes something's going on. And then he he kind of snaps out of it and goes, oh, yeah, no, uh, I just am um, so happy to see you kind of a thing. And then he goes inside the room and grabs the hat. Right, because he's, ho- he's, uh, he's gold errand boy now. Yeah, he is. And that just, ugh. Anyway. All right, so let's talk about Pretty much solidifying your theory, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Very page, so. the page that was in Robin's bag, right, was the page of what Regina could have done, right. And now we see the possibility that that's what she is choosing. Yep. And so now yep. we see. These two pages. And so, you know, it's kind of like life. It's like a fork in the road. Yep. Am I going to go this way or am I going to go this way? You can make the choice. Yeah. And so. that was a very clever way to explain what happened to that. Mm. She made the choice and therefore that page was torn out of the book. And the right. new page 23 was there, which was yep. interesting because that's only page 23. Wow. And. So then we have... So my theory, I believe, is very right. (laughs) Yeah. I would have... I think it was interesting how they did did that Mm -hmm. with the ripped out page appearing. I thought the book was going to change. Say, wait a minute. This this wasn't here. Right. That's what I expected. I did too, sort of. But I also believe that as things go, we'll start to see decisions making, you know, decisions made that will end up changing things in the book. Yeah. So we so we had the ribbons in the Snow Queen's lair. Right. She gets herself out of her little temporary right. snow globe prison. Mm-hmm. She finally gets out of there and she puts a ribbon on herself. And at that point in time, the other two were disappeared. So I knew right away she'd already put them on Anna and Elsa. Yeah. I mean, no, Elsa and Emma. Mm-hmm. So she... Uh, she goes so that she puts them on herself, right? And she's like stroking it on her cheek. It was kind of sinister and creepy a little bit. And then we see the flashback of her going and getting the hat box and trying to call Rumpel. And then the apprentice appears and says, oh, no, no, no. You are not calling that dark one for this. You had a deal with the with the sorcerer. So what's going on? Are you ready to make that deal? And she's like, well, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. And... So then he essentially explains to her that the sorcerer was able to find a match for the third sister and that she'd have to go to a land, a different land 
where, you know, she would find this match and it was a perfect match for the sister. But this sister isn't born yet. Right. So she ends up in 1982 in what looks like Boston. After she gives him the hat box. After she goes through a magical door portal thing. Yep. 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 And did you notice what was on the poster? What, What poster was on the bus stop? No. Oh, really? I can't believe you didn't notice this. Mm-mm. Tron. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The it was interesting how the uh, Ingrid was talking to the apprentice and said, "Well, why trust me? Why does right. the sorcerer trust me?" Yeah. And he looks and he goes, "Sometimes people surprise you." And that's hope. I think yeah. that's faith. Is yeah. when you believe in somebody say, "You know what?" Even though you've exhibited this, even though you're Rumpel, even mm-hmm. though you're Regina, even though you're who, whoever, mm-hmm. I still have hope in you. Yeah. I believe that you can be different yeah. and better. And there was even a point in this episode where you mm-hmm. said, you know what? Ingrid could be the hero. Yeah. And rescue Emma yeah. from Rumpel. And so I, I don't think that's really off the table, even no. though she's still kind of crazy, I yeah. think. There's a point where she will be given this fork in the road, make a decision, mm-hmm. the right thing or the wrong thing. And I mm-hmm. think she will face that. So Yeah, we'll, I think so, too. Yeah. And if Elsa can help Emma see who she is and embrace her powers for you know what they are, and if she can learn to control it, then just maybe... There's hope for Ingrid. So they sent, uh, he sent a scroll. The apprentice sent a scroll with her and said, when the time time comes, read the scroll. And and by the way, that was a scroll we, we saw in one of the earlier episodes when they started looking through her personal belongings. Yep. Remember? Remember that? Yep. So ancient scroll that was written in, in language. Right. That we didn't know what it was. So anyway, uh, Emma and Elsa, they end up outside and Henry Charmings and Regina, um, all arrive, and then Emma shows off the fireworks display, and that was kind of fun, showing them that she could control her powers and that she was back to normal again. And but bef- before then, you said they're wearing well, the ribbons. I noticed that they were both. I knew that they were yeah. going to anyway, but I said, "Oh, they're yeah. both wearing the ribbons." Yeah. I could see that. And then at that point in time, she pulls back her sleeve because when she pulls back her sleeves to do the magic, mm-hmm. Henry goes, "Wait, yep. what's that?" And then that's when they both notice the ribbons on their wrists. They can't take them off, and there's some weird feeling that it's mm-hmm. giving them. So that whole thing was – I didn't understand exactly what that feeling was. Now we see Ingrid and Rumpel. We're at the end here. So She tells him he's failed, and yet he's given her exactly what she needs to control Storybrooke and destroy him. Mm-hmm. Because – the ribbons now bond them together as sisters and bond them together as very strong force. Right. But she is channeling their power right. for her. So Right. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So at some point in time, we're going to have to see those ribbons being taken off in order to kind of control her a little bit because she's basically, like you said, stealing their power essentially. And uh, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Yeah, she threatened him. She goes, I'm more powerful than you. Right, right. And then she smashed the mirror, and it looked like a curse cloud to me. Yes, yes. So. Absolutely. So she cast the Shattered Sight spell. Yep. So we will have to wait and see what happens. 
Yes. So I'm actually, I don't think we need to do two main shows. I think we can do we one. We probably do one. So I'm there sorry I've changed my mind back and forth on this, but we're just yeah. going to do one main show. So please send in your thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, emails, voicemails, however you want to send them in. And we will do the uh, main show uh, this Saturday. Yes. And uh, please, 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 please send Beverly Elliott thanks yes. for her message on this podcast. And thank her on Twitter, please, and say, you know, Beverly, I heard your uh, message on at OUAT podcast. Thank you so much for that. Because there's more. There's more. Yeah. We're going to play in the main show. She also has a fan page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So go over there and thank her on her fan page as well. Yes, indeed. So lots of stuff going on. Lots more questions, but we got a few answers, too. Mm -hmm. We did, indeed. And... It it was a very, very cool episode. So Oh yeah. It was a great two hour episode. Two hours, yeah. It was awesome. All right. And that's it for now. I can't think of anything else that we need to discuss. I can't think of anything either. So take care everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. However you found us. Uh please spread the word and and I want to send big love out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Remember, big love is so big that you can't keep it all yourself. Why would you take what you need, pass on the rest to somebody else? Because we all need that. Take care, guys, and we will talk soon. Okay? Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media Production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333-0626. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.